Hi guys, today is day number five. Today I'll be talking about the Beatitudes and the um, fulfillment that Jesus makes about the laws of Moses. So basically, Jesus, he went up, uh, he saw the crowd, and he went up the mountains, and the disciples followed him. And then he began saying that, um, Blessed are those poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who persecuted because of righteousness, for their kingdom is of heaven. So here he's just basically... This is what the this these are the beatitudes. They are basically eight blessings that are declared by Jesus during his sermon on the mount. And then he goes on saying that you are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and be trampled by men. So we are the pure in spirit, we are the Christians of the earth. If we lose our pureness and, and our, we go to sin, then we lose our purpose, we lose our worth, and we're just like everyone else, right? And that you are the light of the world, and that people, when they have a lamp, they don't put it under the world, under a bulb. Instead, they let this light to shine every room in the house. And so let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So we are a light that we should not be covered by anything, but we should shine our light in what we know about God, our, um, what we have been blessed by God, our personalities, our caringness, our lovingness, and we need to show it and present it to this world, you know, that everyone can see it. Then he goes on saying the, the fulfillment of law. So if you don't know what fulfillment means, it means completion, adding on. So here... In the Old Testament, Moses, he sets out these laws saying that you should not murder, saying that you should not commit adultery, and all these. But Jesus, he now adds on more details to these laws. So he says in verse 17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, but I have come to fulfill them. I have come to complete them and to add on to them. And that... um. Anyone who breaks one of these commandments and teaches others to, to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. This is important for us to remember that what I'm going about to say, all these fulfillments, that we have to keep them, that we cannot um, disobey them and show this disobedience to other people to set we need to set a good example by following them so the first law that he goes over is murder and basically in the old testament it says that you should not be murder or you not shall, you should not murder and that anyone who murder will be subjected to judgment and jesus adds on to this law by saying that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subjected to this judgment Basically saying, if you, if you hate a brother, if you are angry, it's already kind of committing murder. So you should not hate a brother or be angry with him or have um, huge, like, rage. Or I don't know the word. I can't think of the word. But, like, 
we should not be furious with anyone and keep this anger inside of us. Then he goes on with adultery. You have heard that it said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in in his or her heart. So here he's saying that adultery is bad. It said that in the Old Testament. But now I'm going to say that if you, even if you have lust for somebody, you have already committed adultery in your head. So adultery is not just having sex, but it's having lust. Then he goes on with divorce. Basically, it has been said that anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become adulterous. So here he's saying that becoming, divorcing is not a good thing that we should do. It should not be like we shouldn't divorce after another wife and then divorce and divorce. Because when we divorce the wife, she becomes an adulteress. So it's like she's having, she's going to have sex with somebody else here, if you know what I'm talking about. And he's saying that even if you divorce, you can divorce only if your partner has been unfaithful to you, which means cheating on you. Then it says that it's okay. Not okay, but it's just, it's allowed to be divorced. And he says that anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Then he goes on to oaths. It says that you have heard that do not break your oath, but keep the oaths that you have made to the Lord. But he's saying, now I tell you, do not swear at all. Do not say, oh my, you know, G word. And do not swear by your head, for you not can even make one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So don't say, I swear on my mom. Don't say, I swear on, I don't know, the block. Something like that. Just say yes, yes, no, or no. Then he goes on for an eye for an eye. Basically, before in the Old Testament, they said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Like if you someone takes your eye, you have to take their eye. If they break your tooth, you have to break their tooth. And he says, now I tell you that if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Just give him everything. Don't You don't have to take anything from him. Just go ahead and give it to him. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Do not resist on an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Then he goes on for the love for enemies. In the Old Testament, it says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you to love your neighbor and your enemy. Even if they do bad to you, they do wrong to you, we must love them. And then, basically, be perfect. Therefore, your heavenly Father is perfect. And he says all this to just save us, you know. Jesus calls for people to commit their lives to an invisible kingdom, you know, the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom more important and valuable than anything in the visible world. And by doing and following these obedient ta- or these um, rules, we can be able to get to heaven and, and have a relationship with him. And, you know, it is like the finest pearl in the whole world. He says it's worth selling everything you have to invest to it, which is, you know, heaven. 
that success in heaven of kingdom involves a complete reversal of values, as seen in his major address. So this is one important teaching because if we rely on the laws of Moses, we are not getting anywhere here. Jesus, he fulfills them, he completes them, so we have to remember these new um, changes to the law and follow them. You know, this is our way to get to heaven.